I'm Anne Ray Kennedy, Head of Programmes at Culture24, and we are a non-profit, UK-based, um, publicly funded organisation that exists to support the museums and gallery sector in the UK to reach audiences online. So we aggregate information, data from and about them, their events and exhibitions, venues, resources. We publish a range of websites and also share that data out to third-party publishers. I'm Susan Chen. I am the program director of Project Audience, which is a brand new nonprofit uh, that is looking to do pretty much exactly what Culture 24 is doing in the United States. We've been funded um, after three years of research and planning by the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation uh, to help arts and culture organizations across the United States publish their information. Uh, we are very specifically looking at ways that technology can help smaller and me small and medium-sized organizations compete with large organizations as well as with commercial entertainment options, uh, sports, commercial films and the like um, for the attention and patronage and participation, lifelong engagement of American consumers. So uh, even though your two projects are very similar, there's no formal relationship, but you've known each other for a while, I understand. Right. We've known each other for a while. Um, we've worked on, on, on projects that both of us have 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 been interested in, but but we've never actually had a had a relationship. A, a relationship. In fact, I never sort of imagined that I'd be working on a project that was so much like Culture Twenty Four. Um, and my colleagues at Project Audience, who who began the project, actually didn't know about Culture Twenty Four. Um, it's sort of accidental that we doesn't surprise me. With our lack of marketing budget. So since since. Um, Culture 24 has been around for a while. What are you learning? We are, I think, particularly in the last two years or so, because the pace of change has been um, so fast, has speeded up so much, we are learning to think much more closely about the data and the content. We, we began as very much a magazine-style website about museums ten years ago. And it's been a really interesting journey towards becoming aggregators um, and curators uh, and of data. Um, what sort of data, metadata, are you curating and aggregating? Um, it's we look at venue facilities, so everything from the most basic. Um, access, opening hours, charges, through to whether venues offer um, commercial hire opportunities. Can you get married there? Can you film there? Full range. So there, there's metadata that you prob one probably would not have come up with uh, on your own just thinking about what people might care about for a venue. But, uh, can you get married no, there? No, it's been <laughs> really... It's come about through responding to the needs of the venues, and there are four and a half thousand of them in the network at the moment, and we basically try to cater to their every need, and especially in the UK in the season of cuts that we're in at the moment, museums are becoming ever more imaginative at um, income generation. So we gather more and more diverse information than we ever began with. And, and what, beco what becomes of the information? Uh, you take it in and then... We take it in. Um, we invest a certain amount of time in 
tagging, cleaning the data. We have a new project particularly that um, we're partnered with the BBC for three years to be their official cultural data provider providing data that supports their broadcast output and the benefit of that um, is that they are supporting a member of staff to moderate um, the content that comes in from museums which is something we've never done before and that's having a huge impact um, having somebody who's phoning up the venues, helping them understand why it's useful to tag things. Um, and why is, it useful pictures. why is it useful to them, to the venues to tag things? Because it makes their content more discoverable, both on our sites but also for partners. Um, we can't feed it through to the BBC unless it's fully tagged. The well, way some they of the use ways it. that the BBC um, sorts and, and publishes that information is based on themes, is that It right? is, yeah. And um, part of the problem is that it's that's not obvious now, especially to the smaller venues. Um, because the BBC are not yet using the data to its full potential and because we are at the beginning of this whole linked data journey too. So the next step for us is really going to be around um, use cases and convincing, especially the smaller and medium-sized venues, of the potential of all of these connections that we can make between data driven by the tags. So let's come back to the linked data side of things. But, uh, mm -hmm. um, Susan, how does that um, mirror what you are doing with audience? Well, it, it's very similar. I, I would say that a project audience has some ambitions to ask some, some much more um, general questions about participation in culture. We're actually interested in patterns of participation across the country and establishing some baselines um, that tell us what kinds of things people are doing. Are they going to the theater? Are they interested in film? Are they going to museums? Um, do you know? Do do we consider in some communities a sporting event to be at, to be a cultural event? Um, and so we're really and we're interested in seeing whether or not those how those patterns vary across communities, rural communities, urban communities, and the like. Um, so, what's driving that interest? Well, what's driving that interest is that is that we we just don't know the answers to these, answers to these questions, and because our our constituents, our members, or the people that will be our members, um, don't don't without that information, aren't lack the ability to be entirely competitive. Um, we all worry about losing audience, about our audience drifting away, being distracted by the internet, spending more time watching television than they, than they spend consuming culture. Uh, there are not good national statistics about participation in culture. There's a lot of clipboard um, a, a survey of audiences. Um, but the nice thing about, of course, about online resources when they when they are comprehensive, is that people are um, we observe them in in, in ways that uh, well they can't lie to us. Clipboard <laughs> surveys about culture are very problematic. Uh, people will always tell you that they go to museums much more than they do, right? And that's yes. what you find. Um, <laughs> that they spend much more time in those museums than they actually do. Um, and that they enjoy it, actually, much more than they actually do. And so um, we, we like the idea of having a, a, data, a data repository that will tell us some real truth about what consumers of culture um, are, are doing and what things are interesting to them. I mean, it matters to us whether or not they prefer to see Shakespeare um, or you know a Broadway musical. Um, 
how open will the data that you are gathering be? It is a linked open data conference after that's all, right, so I, you know. Yeah, that's a fair enough question. We've been grappling um, with the issue of how open we should be with our data. And there, there have been tensions between um, our board, who saw opening up our data as, um, I should say some of our board members, not all of them to be fair, as an opportunity to generate income, which has not happened. They're not all. making millions off of the metadata <laughs> racket? Surprisingly, <laughs> no. Huh. <laughs> um, and then we have the constituents, the museums as well, who have a nervousness, often driven with our smaller venues, just simply by them not understanding what we're doing with it. And then the internal drive to want to be as open as possible. Um, and I think having a year down the line, well, a year and a half now, having published our first APs, we are much more inclined, Coach 24, to um, be far more open with everything that we have. That's why this conference has been so interesting for us, and to look elsewhere for the revenue opportunities. Okay. Uh, when we talk about uh, openness and data, we're talking about two different classes of things. There's event information, and I think that we're in accord with Culture24 that this is information that you want to make as you would like to see as be as promiscuous as possible. You want that information out there everywhere. You want everyone using it. This is this is the real value of this service. Um, information about what user behaviors, end user behaviors, um, look like, that's a little bit trickier and very likely not to be fully open. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot that informs business practices and competitive competitive behaviors um, that is likely not to be open. I think the most interesting linked data opportunity though is, is neither of those. It is the ways in which we can provide in information context for the culture activities that are happening within within these organizations. So that, for example, it's 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 costly and it is difficult to build good editorial content around the events that are happening within within the museums and libraries and um, theaters that that will be that will be part of these aggregations. Um, but once our data is linkable, we'll actually be able to fairly easily provide interesting context. So here is you know here are links to all of the Shakespeare plays that are on on offer this year at Stratford um, from the libraries at X Y and Z right seven different versions. Um, here are all the people who have played Hamlet in the past. No, so I've, so I've seen a, a, a demo season of, of um, some work. You did that pull together uh, linked data from oh everywhere right. Right. you know from sort of canonical Wikipedia entries all the way through to um, streams of, of, of news and information and it was a uh, was very very impressive to see the amount right. and, and, and what's interesting about that is that of course you have this very highbrow content you know OCLC catalog entries as well as very lowbrow stuff uh, uh, things that people have submitted to YouTube um, and this idea that that a, a site like this that provides information about arts and culture has to be so highly curated that the content all has to, to live in the same category, um, I think is about to go away as linked up data opportunities arise and you know, part of, of, of our arsenal. Mm. Uh, on maybe disagreeing with me. No, I completely agree. I think you are going to be operating on a scale above Culture24, so it will be fascinating to watch <laughs> 
happens with that. One of the key opportunities that we see is around education um, as well and providing the layer of information that contextualises um, collection objects for an education audience so hooking in those teachers because we we know through years of working with them the main thing they think about when they think about a museum in the UK at least is where can I take my kids on a trip this term and so we're looking at different ways to hooking them into collections and the link data of course looks as if it's going to be a wonderful opportunity to do that in a meaningful way nice Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Who you are taping?